0: So we, um, so we, oh, sorry, I think, I think one of my cats is stuck in the
1: water. Okay.
0: Yeah, he is. I could just hear them scratching as I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Sorry, dude. Um, I, we, so we first opened up the relationship um before we got married but we didn't did we date anyone so we we started out by kind of like trying to find people to have reasons and stuff which I was a bit embarrassing that was such a cliche yeah but that's what we did um and we did that a bunch and then I think Basically, by that point, I was starting to feel more comfortable identifying as bi and starting to kind of come out to a few people and really felt like I need to date women by myself. Like that has to be something I do by myself that is nothing to do with and nothing to do with that relationship because like I need to work out what that is for me. So that was a big part of it. Um, And then, yeah, I think that before we got married, I did go on maybe like one or two dates with women. Um, And then weirdly, I think the year that we got married was sort of the year that we kind of got more into it. Because we'd been away and we'd done a bit of backpacking and then we like came back. That's when I launched my freelance. Career, started new job, and um, we were getting married that summer. And it was sort of like, right, we're back in the UK. Like now, we're going to launch our yes. new life, I guess. So I think we got quite into the idea of like three sins and like dating people and stuff. So yeah, so we both dated people a-, a bit. I can't remember. I can't remember if he dated anyone on his own. He must have done. um Yeah, he must have done. But it was around the time we got married that we started dating people separately. And I guess in my head, that's kind of when it went up a notch from just experimenting to being like, okay, this is something we're actually going to pursue.
1: Yeah. And how did friends and people within your network react to that? Or maybe you didn't tell them at all? Or
0: no. Um, I mean, even now, like, friends know, but there are the friends that will ask, and there are the friends that just, like, it would never come up in conversation, and I would feel super awkward about being like, so, I'm seeing someone. Um, at the beginning, we didn't really tell that many people, I guess, because we, like, um... I don't know. I guess we we were still figuring it out. Um, Now, I would say most, funnily enough, I would say most of my close friends know. And then there's a big gap of like, if you think about your friendships and, and the people in your life in like concentric circles, right? I feel like the people in the closest circle know. And then there's a circle around that where they don't really know. And then there's the general public all know because I write yeah. about it, <laughs> talk about it on podcasts, and like talk about it on Twitter. And so I'm like, this is really weird. So which makes me think the probably people in that middle circle do actually know. It's just that we never speak of
1: it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that's really interesting because this is something that I also want to explore a bit. Is the the kind of gap between people who do like sex and relationships in a public way for work and then so and it's completely acceptable and all their acquaintances know what they do but then on a personal level it almost seemed well I'm still trying to work it out in my head whether it does seem like it's something that it's not it's still not really socially okay to talk about radical stuff on that personal level And I'm really trying to figure out why that is.
0: I I mean, I think the two go hand in hand. Um, And somebody said to me recently, like, oh, you've created this infrastructure for yourself through your work, um, via which you can be this, like, openly horny person, essentially. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, you've nailed it. Like, that's that's kind of what I've done so then I like I have this platform from which I can be really open about Mm -hmm. this stuff but then I haven't it's almost like I haven't built the steps up to the platform yeah I just like pulled myself up on this platform I'm now like shit I can't get down yeah yeah and and yeah and so uh yeah I mean I don't have the answer to that but I think that you're right there is a weird sort of like a really good example would be with like my old school friends and also my NCT group when I had my son I did like NCT and like the the birth classes and stuff and I would say those two groups people are analogous in the sense that they all know what I do for my job and so they know but we don't ever talk about how it relates to my personal life
1: yeah That's really, really, really interesting. And. Yeah, it's almost like work has become. So for people who are quite conservative socially in their heads, work is a proxy for people to be able to express themselves in a radical way. But for but for them, they still wouldn't be able to talk about the radical stuff that's happening in someone's personal professional life within that personal realm
0: well it, i think yeah and also they can kind of yes, of all they can detach themselves from it because they're kind of like oh this is the work life
1: yeah
0: so i can talk to you about your work and we never have to brush against the fact that it does affect the personal life yeah. and as well, I think on some level they can still hold this idea of you as not that radical person, yeah. as this, like, I guess, I don't what, I mean, I guess more con- kind of more like small seat conservative yeah. person, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, and, which could maybe feel safer for them. So they're yeah. like, oh, that's yeah. where all that stuff goes in your like work realm, but when I talk to you, we'll just talk about like, you know, chit chat of kids and yeah, family, yeah, yeah. that stuff,
1: Yeah, um,
0: they can somehow tell themselves that actually you're not really like that, that's just your work self. And I have to admit that I go along with that sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's really something in that to do, because I've been thinking a lot about conservatism with a small C, and how even in London that's so open-minded, Within things that are to do with like professionalism and making money and making a living, you can't really be radical and still be still be bringing it like still be yeah you know, it's, it's not it's not fully worked out in my head yet, but um yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I've been thinking about. Um, okay, so what? What is it about polyamory that you think is that that um, is right for you and your family?
0: Um, I think that for me, probably the biggest thing is that is the whole thing about how you are. Like, I really reject the idea of kind of the nuclear family and um, like the way we kind of fetishize coupledom um, has never sat right with me because I've always had lots of friends and social life, and I've got very close relationships with both my siblings and. You know, the idea that this one person, or then, you know, kids as well, like mean, kids is a bit, kids tricky, I'll come back to that in a sec, <laughs> um, that this one person would somehow be elevated above all those other important relationships in my life, that just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, if anything, this last year has really hammered that home for me because... You know, like we've all been stuck at home with our whatever our mm. household is, and like it isn't enough. Mm. It's it's not enough to only have those people. And also, it's not just that it's not enough for me. It's too much for the other person to to have that pressure of being mm. your world. Like, yeah. like it's too much for me. I don't want to be somebody's world. I don't want to be the person that someone is always going to turn to for absolutely everything because like I, it's, yeah. just, it's too much to ask of one person. Yeah. And I think um as time has gone on, I've also kind of like um read stuff about like relationship anarchy and things about, you know, um kind of giving friendships and um other kinds of relationships equal standing with your romantic ones, yeah. and that makes so much sense to me and I think that I think that my I've always had quite um, polyamorous friendships I guess um, I've never been somebody who had a best friend, for example, I've always had networks of friends, and I've always been reasonably comfortable with the fact that you go through phases of being really close to one friend. And then you sort of drift apart mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It's not like it's not a bad thing. It's just your lives move in different directions, and and then but then maybe you like work brings you into contact with somebody new, and then you get like really fired up about that person. You're mm-hmm. like, oh my you know. And then you, you'll get like your work wife yeah. or whatever, yeah. and like that's that's always been my experience of uh, platonic relationships yeah. anyway. So then when I started. Re- thing about it and sort of like, like I say, retroactively applying the theory to it, I, it just kind of made total sense. That I was like, yeah, this is. I mean, you know, people are different, aren't they? But this is what makes the most sense to me, yeah. and how I, what I need, but also what I want to give, um, and how I want to exist in the world, and how I want to contribute to the world is built by, by having these networks and being able to give to lots of different people in lots of different
1: yeah, ways. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I, I think uh, in, during the first lockdown or soon after, I think I saw something that you'd written on social media about, it was to do with the, the households thing and how you hadn't, you hadn't envisaged bringing your um, child up. Just in your unit of two, I, yeah. I, I should have I should have bookmarked it. But I I I don't have children. I'm not sure if I'll, I would love love children, but I'm not sure that it will happen for me. But um, I love the idea of having like a a more of a extended family village.
0: Oh my god, me kind too. of
1: thing because it's just cause oh, child child-rearing yeah. is so. Hard and also the the dynamics can get just ridiculously intense and it's like if you have aunts and friends around then that particular dynamic just is diffused if this if there's conflict within that dynamic but I've been thinking a lot about late capitalism and how it, the where we are now might, makes it really difficult to do anything. That's not already out there.
0: Yeah. For um. real. Like, everything you say makes so much sense to me. I th- I think that... um, I mean, I was thinking about this with a friend the other day, because, I, like, there's a big part of me that would love, like, commune living. <laughs> but there's also a big part of me that obviously has an introverted side and, like, really needs my own space. And so I'm always, like... Do I want to live in a commune or do I actually just want to be a hermit? Um, and, you know, those two things are in conflict. But I think um, just the whole, like, chosen family um, sort of trope, it, it is just such an aspiration for me. Um, I've